0: Slovak and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan. Fox Sports 95.9 and
1: 980. I feel like all voice people pale. Pale in comparison to the <laughs> the rookie showing from Mrs. Gozlowski yesterday. For those who missed
0: it, Apple and Spotify, my <laughs> wife betrayed me. You want to listen to a betrayal. You don't want to watch soap operas during the day. She was so happy when I came she home yesterday. She so good, though. She was f- okay.
1: She was good. She was really good. She was nervous. It was. It was. I was proud of her. I was. She I, had a the, bit of the giggles when I was listening to some of her takes. She had four takes. She took. Oh, she. She only sent me one. Yeah. She was smart. She edited everything. Look at that. She's learned to edit. Look at that. You. are in trouble, buddy. You're in trouble. The, the real talent in the family is starting to pop out. You're just Travis Kelsey to her Taylor Swift. That's what's going on around here. <laughs> um. All right. I bef- actually I almost went on a full Travis Kelsey rant, but instead, let's rant about rants, shall we? Uh, Evan Neal is getting just drugged. He is getting dragged through the media. Um apparently while leaving the field he um he he was being booed and he said "boo louder." And he put his arms up like like that. This is all came out during an interview with the New Jersey Advanced Media on uh, yesterday. So he said, "You know, I they were booing us, so I said "boo louder." Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of sheep? The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Neil said, flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere. And then he went on to call them Fairweather weather bandwagoner fans. I love the
0: internet some days. Today's <laughs> the day. With really? the Evan Neal photoshopped at Burger King. Have you seen this? No. Where Evan Neal is photoshopped at McDonald's where they're showing him like struggling to do it. Guy's getting past him because he can't do a block. Thank you to the internet. I'm going to do my best here to continue to share ones that are uh, family-friendly at WOFX980 on Twitter. Some of the best work we've seen. So hop on Twitter, hop on X, and see some of the artwork of Evan Neal. Let let me make a big distinction here, because I feel like you're going to feel the same way I do about how you set that up. I'm very, very happy that if someone hadn't heard that story, that you gave the dates on this. Yeah. Because if Evan Neal had left the field, ticked off, after the Giants got their butts kicked against Seattle and some reporter saw him yelling and screaming at fans or saying that stuff out loud, he's in the heat of the moment. He's competing. This is the rawness that almost some people fear at this point of, oh my gosh, this, this football player's upset and emotionally getting his butt kicked and embarrassed nationally. Look at all the raw emotion. Like, fine. Like, if that's what Evan Neal said coming off the field, okay. The fact that this interview was given on a Wednesday... And he's still doubled down, no pun intended, there for a double down meal if you're trying to find some local fast food restaurant. That's what ticks me off today. Like, never in the history of sports should you take a few days and then rip the fans. And then rip, especially in New York. So I would have given it a pass if it was Sunday, or excuse me, Monday, but not waiting 48 hours later to rip the fans.
1: I just don't, I I guess I don't feel like it's as big a deal as everybody else does. He has since issued an apology. So let me give the apology, and I'll tell you how I, how I feel. Uh, this is uh, the notes. You, you know, he x Twitter tweet x the notes. It's x. serious when it's on yeah. notes. Because you, you got to write it out. Some personal notes. news. Um, quote, I am wrong for lashing out at the fans who are just as passionate and frustrated as I am. I let my frustration in my play and desire to win get the best of me. I had no right to make light of anyone's job, and I deeply regret the things I said. We are working day in and day out to grow as a team, and this was an unnecessary distraction. I apologize. Uh yeah, I, I like the apology. Should he have done it? No. Is it the end of the world? No. Like I heard I've heard but um I've heard Don LaGreca. That's that have you heard his rant circulating the West? I in saw it all New over York. the place. Yeah, New York media. Cut his fat ass. He yelled. Um, I got uh, I got a lot of other like media. They want they want him cut. They want them. They want whatever happened to sticks and stones. Like, and if you're a real Giants fan, you don't really want you don't want him cut for this. You want to boo him for this. If he's cut, you don't get him. You know, and also it's just if you want to cut him, cut him because he sucks. He just hasn't made the. He hasn't he hasn't gotten better. I, I just I like I like hearing what people really think. And when I see the quotes, the cliches that he's dropping, you know, uh, lions don't concern themselves with sheep, uh, you know, burger flipping, all that, I, I can almost guarantee you that he's been upset. He was upset all the way through Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And friends probably rallied around and went, Bro, lions don't concern themselves with sheep. And, and what, what do you care about some dude who, who flips burgers for a living? Like, what do you, I guarantee this is like his friends were saying these things to him to cheer him up. And it, and they struck a chord. He was like, yeah, yeah. And then the idiot repeated it to the to the NJ advanced media. Like, it's it's not smart. It's not wise. But it's how he felt at the time. And I think it's kind of funny.
0: When he originally was coming out of Alabama, maybe you've got a and different. By the way, nobody flips hot dogs. You roll hot dogs. Come on. Just saying. Get it right That's up. right. <laughs> Coonies or conies. have you heard that term? Glizzies. There's different terms to describe say hot
1: dogs. Say it one more time. Go ahead. I dare you. I will start the Arizona Fall League Update right now. No, 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 no. Uh, Evan Deal, at least
0: initially when he was a prospect, seemed like a smart guy, like seemed well-spoken, well-educated, could be a leader, could be someone you want to have the offensive line elect as captain. Now, is that because of quotes that I heard or because he was wearing glasses as an offensive lineman and they assumed Ooh. he was smart? I don't know. You know, you don't really see a lot of offensive linemen wearing glasses. Just be honest. Take a five off the top of your head right now. It's hard. But here's what I've learned about some athletes. And it feels like today, Evan Neal is one of these guys. Evan Neal is what? 6'6", 6'7", 295. The biggest compliments he used to get was that he didn't look what he weighed. But Evan Neal also might be one of these athletes who never struggled. You know, there are certain right. athletes who dominate. From the moment they get on the field, the ice, the court. And the first time someone's actually better than them, or they're not the best, is at the professional level. Mentally, some athletes can't handle it. Like, this guy's playing in New York, playing terrible. I didn't think we'd ever compare anybody to Eric Flowers again, (laughs) but he's had some Eric Flowers-like plays as a first-round draft pick, getting absolutely beaten and looking bad. I told you, what, about a month ago, LeVac, when he really was getting his butt kicked, I'm like, I don't know if he actually, like, is thick enough. I don't know if yeah. he needs to actually go eat some burgers and hot dogs. He, he, his body shape is not working right now in the NFL. But there's no reason to do this. I get what you're saying. Like, he's honest. We want this as media members. He's telling us how he feels. But he's going to get booed the next time he steps oh, yeah. in, and like, well, he loudly. He already was, though.
1: He already was. I mean, his play got him booed. Like, I love that, like, the film breakdown everybody had, like, he, there's a point where he blocked Darren Waller out of blocking, which is probably his best block he's thrown all, all season. <laughs> Um like I just I it's not the end of the world for me. Like maybe it's because I say things out of the heat of the moment all the time. Like I my filter is a work in progress. So maybe that's why I'm willing to cut people some slack. <laughs> well, <I'll> describe <laughs> <laughs> well described there. you know, I mean it's just like I like to speak my mind, especially if I think it's an entertaining quote in the process. Like so I when somebody speaks to their mind, I I tend to to you know, lean towards the okay. Did you, oh, you apologize. Okay, you're good. And again, what 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 did he really say that was so hurtful? I guess is is the problem. Like, like if you flip burgers for a living and you're really good at flipping burgers for a living, you shouldn't be ashamed of it. You know, it's your it's what you do. If you are ashamed of it, or Evan Neal, who's not good at pancakes, get starts. That's enough to hurt your feelings. You need a new career. Like I, there's a lot of this stuff that I don't, I don't know. Like he didn't.
0: There's no blood in this one, in my opinion. You like embracing authenticity. I do. Because in our world, that's the number one thing people want. Radio hosts and people who entertain for a living, they want them to be authentic because you can feel it. There's a Kid Rock quote somewhere out there that actually relates to this. Your problem, and I know this because I've worked with you now, your problem, and maybe it's society in 2023. The we, wussification of America. You, there you go. Like yeah. we want you to be authentic, but yeah. not too authentic where you hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Like we want to pick what authentic yep. you will be in our minds.
1: Yeah, if you're telling the truth, or at least what you believe to be the truth, nine times out of ten, I'll roll with you. You know, there's times you say things you just don't need to say. Okay, he didn't need to say this. It was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a very smart move on his part. But it's, it's not like death penalty bad for me. Like the, people who want him cut. You should have already wanted him cut because he doesn't play well. Like that's that's the reason you want Evan Neal off your team, is he's not a very good offensive lineman. He learns to like I I heard people go, if he ever goes to the Super Bowl, we'll boo him. If he does this, we'll boom. Pro Bowl will boo him. If if he if he's a key part of an offensive line that goes to and wins a Super Bowl, you will not boo him. You will forget all about the stupid burger and hot dog comment. You will get right in line and cheer for him because he's frustrated cuz they suck. Like if they if they were good and he was bad and he was still he was all butthurt, that's different. You no one who represents the Giants as a fan, as a player or whatever should be in a good mood right now. Because you are a 11.0 point underdog to Miami and I got to feel like Miami's going to cover. Cuz I don't know what you can do to score on as bad as Miami's defense is. Unless Saquon's 100%, everything else just everything's just kind of Falls into place. I, what, what am I seeing that's going to be different? Matter of fact, if I'm Miami, get Randy Gregory in there, just crumble some, some marijuana on there, <laughs> some gummies right into the locker room. And then also, you got a pass rusher. Imagine his nose to the ground there. He's just like lighting it up and, and scooping it as he goes. I just, again, it's just, it's not everybody acting like it's the end of the world. Again, his terrible blocking is the end of the world. That's the end of the world for, for Evan Neal. Him, him, calling people sheep is hysterical lions would block way better
0: is there any blame to be put on nj advanced media is there any blame to be put here on the hear this theory out for me first thing because when i I think this is gonna bother me
1: i might have to yell at you i'm sorry i apologize in advance
0: so when i think about people criticizing new york fans maybe i'll ask you this question what do you think about athletes criticizing new york or new york fans is there a certain athlete that pops in your mind um because there's one for me really quick
1: i mean there's i I can think of quite a few actually john
0: rocker is the one who always pops in my mind
1: oh i thought you meant like like new york guys who criticize new york yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: when i think about the criticism of new york fans the first name that always pops in my mind is john rocker right so john rocker for those who might be younger go find the article you want to talk about someone who probably should have been canceled like go rocker stuff would never even be published in 2023 of what he says about New York as a society and the subway and everything else. Now yeah. rocker got booed. It defined his career. It became a national headline. It was sports illustrated at a different time, but it was a athlete who was very popular coming off as a racist and an idiot and maybe just a buffoon yeah. and all those things. Right. percent. Jeff Perlman, who was the author behind that article has become arguably the most popular and successful sports writer of the last five to 10 years. It made his career like, Hey, if I bait this athlete into giving me a quote that's gonna rip New York oh. fans, I know I'm gonna get engagement. How, how I much know bait I'm did do you it. need,
1: though. Like that's the Was it a big thing one. on the hook? Right. I don't even know if there's a hook. I think it was like, I'm gonna trick you into saying bad things about New York. Okay, I'll go. Like, it's not like see, that's that's the thing. Like, there's there is predatory journalism. There are there are journalists out there who are just they're looking for that gotcha, that whole nine. I don't Hey, Evan Neal, I noticed you did something on the way off the field. Uh, yeah. I said, boo louder. So they've got to you. You're upset. I'm, why would I be upset? They're sheep. Like, dude, it's not, you're just doing your job asking questions. Now, if like this was part of like an hour long conversation and uh, 46 minutes of this conversation with him going, I know I need to play better. I know the fans deserve more. Blah, 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 blah. Here's what happened when I left the field and here's how I get through it. And this is all that went out. That's different. But this dude, you know, he, he had a reckless mouth. Now he's going to pay for it. And then it'll be over if they win. If they don't win, this is what you're misery loves company. And right now you are the, the center of the misery pile, Mr. Neil. I know it seems like I'm disrespecting
0: NJ Advanced Media, not to be confused. So with how dare you? NJ.com, which it still might be, but I'm, it's not the post. It's not the daily news. It's not the sites that maybe you might be it's more... Fox Sports Radio five nine and 9.80. There you go. It might not be... The place you might be more familiar with when it comes to New York, coverage. I'm not saying they're doing a bad job. I'm just saying like, hey, how in the world in the New York market am I going to compete and get clicks and everything else? There's a story, And of course, Rocker claimed that. I didn't know I was being recorded. I didn't know <laughs> Perlman was
1: writing... All that was it. so garbage.
0: Right? The, he, oh, the Sports Illustrated writer You didn't realize was recording you. Right.
1: Okay. Sure, get in. But, but again, like, there's there is a hundred percent predatory media. Like there's, there's guys in this market who will just sift through and look for the most negative thing possible to post. And that's like, listen, there's enough negativity out there. If you're just posting what's really negative, fine. But when you skew every story, when you look for that negative in it, in each one, that's it. That's a lot. I can't handle that. That bothers me. But if somebody's going to give you this, Like, this morning, I was on your other station, WGY, as a guest. And Doug, you know, asked me some questions. And if I, in the middle of it, I'd be like, you know, Albany fans suck. They're sheep. They all flip hot dogs and hamburgers and blah, 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 blah. And, like, that's my fault. (laughs) That's me. I didn't say that. I said how great you all were. And you look like you work out to steal a line from from (laughs) Gaz, But it's just, like, Evan Neal said it. This is not the media's fault. This is not. This one, you can't. Like I, we got uh, Justin Latta and Matt Verderam coming up. Two so, writers, so be careful. Of back. Neither one of them, if they if they publish these quotes, is it their is their fault? They make them up. They take them out of context. They push him into making this statement. A whole other animal. You know. But again, right now, like that's I hate people. That's, that's like the the worst case in America. A uh, twofold. Um, he said mean words. We should cut him from the team. No, he can't block. That's why you cut him from the team. He doesn't have a big enough dumper. Like, you know, he needs to he needs to <laughs> eat some of those burgers, as God said. Like, those, those are the reasons you him from the team. You know, he hurt your feelings. And then the other one is, well, the media tricked him. Okay, you're a wuss, too. Like, take credit. Take responsibility. Dude take, took responsibility for what he did. Now we move on. I hope we move on. Because we actually got a game tonight. Yes, we do. Not a great game, but we do have a game tonight. I got tonight. a feeling it's going to be a... If you forget everything around it, if you just watch it in a vacuum, I think it's going to be a decent football game. Both teams showed signs of life. I think it's going to be a fun game tonight. I'm actually, I'm concerned there's not going to be a lot of scoring, which bothers me because both these teams gives up uh, an average. Of, what is it? I think the bears give up 30 points a game. I think the commanders give up like 33 points a game or something like that. Like I want it to be a 60 point game tonight, especially with a total of 44.5. Uh, but like, I I have a sneaky suspicion that because that's what we're all expecting, the defenses are gonna be like, no, bear down, if you will. And and we'll have like a low scoring game and I'll be very upset because I want high scoring. I want points, high, baby. Points. points. Life is too short to bet the under. Uh speaking of Justin Latta, I appreciate him. I like him. We have a lot of similar interests. I want to know uh what's going on when he what he sees the with with Tampa. How's he feel about the playoff scenarios or what's left of them? And of course, we're gonna talk Arizona Fall League. I mean, come on, man. Uh, he's, one the uh, he's one of the he's one of the, he's one of the he's almost he's almost a founder with me of the Arizona Fall League update. Call like it was, leader. I I was the one who started doing it, and he was so supportive of it. I, I really think he's why why we've all been you know continuing to revolve around the Arizona Fall League update.
0: I saw an email earlier this week that there might be Arizona Fall League T shirts available, thanks to our friends at Elevation Ten Thousand.
1: Yeah, I got to uh, I got to talk to uh, Dave about that. We have to come up with a line of what we want to do. Um, but I do, you know, in the midst of all the other things, Dave's helping with as we elevate the brand here, uh, LeVac and Goss, Fox Sports Radio. Um, I'm thinking like different ways we should do the Arizona Fall League update shirt. Do we put a cactus on it? You know, these are things I need to I need to talk. I think it's scorpions needed. But of course, we're gonna quote Jordan Garlowski for the for the <laughs> Arizona Fall Don't, League update. Not her. Um. But I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing all that stuff and coming up with new and interesting. Do I think people just want to buy Levac and Gos Gear? I'm not that I'm not that naive. But if we come up with creative, fun stuff with the help of Elevation Ten Thousand, if we elevate the idea, I think people will go and get it, and we can use that money for good, aka my savings and retirement. Uh, so again, this is just little things I never would have thought to do. We, we did the show for how long? I mean, I, I was on, I was on radio for eight years doing a uh, sports talk before we came over here. Never once thought to actually put things together and do marketing on shirts and everything like that. At least never had a way to do it now because of elevation, 10,000 elevation, 10 K 10K got 10 K.com. We can do that. There's something to that too. If you have a small business, a business that maybe just stalled a little bit, and you're looking for the next
0: step. Digital marketing is the way to go. Yes, Elevation 10,000 does apparel, but they do digital marketing to help your business connect with an audience you didn't even know about before. It's professionals who have a media background, a social media background, a marketing background. You're trying to find the spots in your business that can improve. We know Elevation 10,000 can do it for Think you. Think about this.
1: Dave is the one who recommended places like USX Pest Control advertised on LeVac and Gus. He's a genius, okay? Diggity Dave the genius. Go to elevation10k.com, check it out, and see how you can elevate your brand today.
0: It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region Sports Fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980.
1: All right, it is time to talk to somebody who actually respects great baseball, who is is paid to talk about baseball. So you should listen to him, guys. When we talked to our good friend, Justin Latta, of course, from Locked On Guardians Podcast, which you can find as part of the iHeart Media Network. Uh, also, uh, Prospects Live and everywhere else. Justin, I, I can't get him to understand the greatness of the Arizona Fall League.
2: I, I look forward, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. But I, I look forward to the Arizona Fall League every year, really just because I can annoy guys in every which way. And I'm, I'm disappointed I can no longer... Con him into thinking it's the uh, the Arena Football League. That's going to go down as an all timer
0: <laughs> That tweet will live in infamy. Just trolling me beyond belief. Which especially
1: says the you... AFL is back here too, so it's a whole other thing.
2: <laughs> I can't believe you fell for it. you. You were going on the show like you absolutely like. Oh yeah, the the uh, the AFL, the, uh, the Arena Football League. That's still going on, right? And then you it took you a few seconds to realize what what I was doing. <laughs>
0: How dare you? <laughs> Let's talk about Major League Baseball playoff overall. An overriding, big, large question here: What do you feel about the expanded postseason? Do you like the larger wild card in this new format in 2023?
2: Yes and no. That's such a cop out answer, right? I think I think more playoffs are good because it's fun. I kind of miss the the one game wild card because there's nothing better uh, for TV than you know the, the winner go, winner go home. Mentality, And I guess you kind of get that because whoever wins game one, it's winner or go home in game two. I kind of miss that. I don't know if I really love more teams going like 82 and 80 or 83 and whatever, making the postseason either. But uh, more postseason baseball is got I don't know, it also disincentivizes teams either selling or buying. It hurts the trade market. So I guess I'm probably more team. I don't really love it that much, but I also don't want to get rid of it either because postseason baseball is pretty fun.
1: All right, so justin Lada with us, and you can uh, you can follow him on x formerly twitter at j l underscore baseball the The big story has been that baseball in Tampa is not a big story like is there is there a scenario where Tampa makes this like no matter what they do it doesn't matter they still lose the team like could they could they potentially hoist a trophy and then walk down the road to a new a new stadium
2: well, they're getting a new stadium they announced that they're they're keeping the team in Tampa that they're getting a a different stadium in Tampa Bay. So the problem is I think it's staying in St. Pete. So the real, one of the biggest issues, I mean, yeah, their ballpark's not aesthetically great on TV or and I've never been there in person. So I can't say it's not great in person, but the vibe I get is it's not, but access is a huge problem where it's located. is not fan friendly. And if they're keeping the stadium in St. Pete after, if they, whenever they win, it's not going to change anything. Cause the, the real problem is their location in Florida. So, I don't know how great a new stadium in St. Pete is going to, if that's going to change anything or not.
1: I guess that's kind of like, I, I I guess I kind of misspoke. I know that that's supposed to be going there, but I just, with all this backlash, is there any chance that everybody looks around and like, like I've been a part of like four dis- business deals in the last like two weeks that have changed by the minute. Like, is there any chance somebody looks around and goes like, is there a spot in, in Orlando? Like, is there, is there, Nashville? yeah. like How does everybody feel about Montreal? <laughs>
2: I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah, they had, what, 19,000 fans at their their first game. It's it's also a 3 o'clock game, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess there could be some regret to that kind of deal. They just need a new stadium any way possible. I think it's just been so hard for them to find a location, to find, you know, whoever's going to finance it, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's the taxpayers who are taking the brunt of these stadiums no matter what city you live in. It's unfortunate. And... The other thing is, too, Major League Baseball wants to expand to more teams, and they're not going to do it until Oakland and Tampa Bay have been figured out. And I just don't know if Tampa Bay is going to be able to figure something out outside of what they've already got um, anytime soon. I think they're just going to rush to get a a new stadium for them so they can go ahead and, and move on to expansion.
0: Tampa has run a good organization in terms of winning and putting on a good product on the field, despite the fan or lack thereof support coming from the community, going to the actual home games. I have a theory, Justin Latta. I need to present to you and see if it makes any bit of sense. Hear me out here about 2023. We saw a bunch of rule changes. We saw the shift basically is now gone. Bigger bases. We've seen some more stealing. We've seen things in baseball that have changed the way the sport is played. And now all of a sudden the Baltimore Orioles got good. The Miami Marlins, who usually stink, are good. The Arizona Diamondbacks are good. How much, if at all, do you believe the rule changes played a factor? Because I'm willing to say those three teams who have been traditionally bad the last decade are the biggest benefiters from these rule changes. Am I crazy with that take?
2: Well, the Marlins, over the offseason, did say they wanted to target more contact hitters, more athleticism and speed. I'd argue they really didn't do that because, like, their biggest trade deadline acquisition was Jake Berger from the White Sox, and he's not a speed – I mean, he doesn't run slow, but he's not a base dealer. He's a slugger with a low on-base percentage. He's not a terrible athlete. But, like, they didn't really go out and necessarily address that. So I don't know if I can say the Marlins benefited from that because, yeah, they're better, but they're better because of their pitching. I mean, they're, they, they traded away Pablo Lopez, who is now the Twins' best pitcher, and the guy a guy who's a batting champ, so they target Elisa Rice, who does fit the contact mold, although he's not a great defender and he doesn't really run the bases well either. doesn't have a lot of speed. For the Marlins, it was their pitching. For the Orioles, I don't know. I mean, guys, I know you love the Orioles. I'm not really sure if they're any faster than they were before. They just figured out how to develop hitting prospects all of a sudden, and their pitching has been underrated. So, yeah, I don't know if those teams necessarily benefit from the rule changes so much as this was going to happen – no matter what, based on who they were developing in the pipeline.
1: Justin, is it is it just kind of a boring postseason, no Yankees, no Red Sox, and somehow this terrible Baltimore Oriole franchise is the number one overall seed? Come on!
2: <laughs> I, I definitely didn't have the Orioles as the uh, top seed in the AL on my bingo card this year. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, it's very strange to have the AL East upside down. But parody's fun. I'm sorry. I know Yankees fans and Red Sox fans don't want to hear that. Um, there's a lot of good teams that didn't make the postseason this year. I mean, the Mets aren't in either. I, the parity is good. I mean, it's a wide-open field, right? I think anybody in the American League can win it. I don't know if there's a super-strong contender to come out of the American League. The Braves are one of the most fun teams in all of baseball, but they've got questions. Like, I think having it wide open is a lot of fun because everybody who did make the postseason – I think should feel like they have a legitimate chance to go to the World Series, and that's good for baseball, even if it's not good for your biggest markets.
1: I feel like you were convincing yourself you liked parity as a Guardians (laughs) fan, because like, shouldn't (laughs) the Guardians be the top right now in the Central? Like, I feel like even years there, go parity. I mean, it's good, right? Like, it felt like you were convincing yourself.
2: This is this is definitely a year the Guardians would have benefited from going to the postseason. They, They. but yeah, they didn't have they. They had a chance last year. They they ran into some of their own problems. They were super young, but yeah, this was a field that, and the, the AL Central's got its own problems. Okay, the the, the Royals are on year ten of a thirty-year rebuild at this point. The White Sox are the, one of the worst decision-making teams in baseball. The Tigers are slowly coming out of their grave a little bit, and the Twins are they're fine. They're not special. They're fine. This would have been a great field for the Guardians to be in, but unfortunately, things didn't fall their way this year, and. They have a ton of questions to answer themselves going into the offseason. But the AL Central is always going to be wide open. So, yes, that's why I like parity, because I live in a in a market where anybody can win the division because nobody's really trying all that hard.
0: As someone who's covered prospects in New York, has worked in the New York Park, talking about college players and others, but you cover baseball in Ohio, and I know that probably still burns you that you have to call them the Guardians. I know you're a big Indians fan, one of the biggest Indians fans <laughs> i ever met of any sports team, but... I bring all this up because when you, as a Ohio media member, look at New York from the outside, we'll start with the Yankees and then the Mets as well. What do you see as some of the biggest issues for those franchises that want to see these teams become a playoff team again in 2024?
2: The Yankees just never seem to be healthy. They're not spending the way they used to. I mean, every year it kind of feels like the outfield for them is Aaron judge. And who can we find on the waiver wire tomorrow to play left field? Like that's, that's been their problem for the last couple of years, right? So they've spent money in weird places. I guess like the Giancarlo Stanton deal has not been their best use of resources. Uh, they don't seem to keep pitching healthy for whatever reason. Like Garrett Cole's been a fantastic investment for them, obviously, but you know, Carlos Sardón didn't really work out for them. Pitching just seems to be an issue. They they cannot find a stable a stable rotation one through five every year, and they do a great job of making trades. To be honest, like. I don't know that I've ever really loved a ton of Yankee prospects that they trade away. Like, they they seem to have a good homegrown system, but most of them don't ever make it to New York with the Yankees. They end up going somewhere else in a trade, and you can decide for yourself if those trades worked out good or not. But they were able to move guys that just haven't flourished elsewhere, so they do a good job of utilizing their farm system, but it could be better. The Mets, I don't know, the Mets just relied so heavily on an older roster. It's the same roster as last year, but it's an older roster. And, you know, Father Time is undefeated and can be unpredictable. You never know when it's going to hit. And they had kind of not had the best farm system to fall back on. They didn't have a lot of depth. I think that's coming. I don't know if they can band aid over their pitching issues going into the next year to make room or make, or make, buy time for their farm system. So it may be a rocky couple of years for the Mets in terms of what they decide to do pitching wise and how they kind of draw that line and figure out how they can identify their next core and combine it with Francisco indoor. And if they can keep Pete Alonzo, but the Mets do have a, have a bright future. I mean, they're going to spend tons, tons of money. They have a good, a very really good present baseball operations. I think it's going to make things better. Their trades, this deadline were fantastic. They, they spent money on paying Verlander insurance Scherzer when they traded them to get better prospects, which is what every team should be doing when you're making a trade like that. So and that's, it might take a few years for them, but I think they've got a good future ahead of them.
1: Justin Laddett with us right now, and Levant Gaz uh, talking talking baseball on Fox Sports uh, Radio 95.9 and 980. With, ever, like, as a Yankee fan, I, I heard you speaking, and I went, the Yankees aren't going to do anything. Like, it, like we're sitting here waiting for some kind of change, some kind of difference. Hal Steinbrenner says we're going to do an investigation. Like, as a, as a, a guy who covers the Guardians and watches the whole league on, like, a macro level... Do you see them making any kind of change, Boone, Cashman, anything of actual value?
2: I mean, I read the other day that Boone's coming back, right? So that's already going to happen. It seems like Cashman's got tenure at this point. I don't know. They need to make a ton of moves. Like, they, they continue to invest in free agency on, on some turn on some level, and free agency is always kind of fool's gold. Sometimes it works. They've got to find internal pitching options. I think that's their biggest thing. They've got to figure out the biggest identifier. Should be that it sounds like they can they can develop pitching, but you know you look at the rotation right now. It's Garrett Cole. It's 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 Garrett <laughs> Cole. down. That's great. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If you can get Rodon healthy, that's good. Uh, I think Clark Schmidt and Mike King both had somewhat underrated years. Truthfully, the bullpen's not bad. They they seem to find guys that fit the bullpen. Like. Yeah, Cortez wasn't healthy. Luis Severino, I have no idea what happened. To him. I think it's really an internal pitching game for them. Um, the, the Yankees are never going to be a team that goes out and trades for somebody else's prospects. Like The only time they've truly been a seller in terms of uh, you know the trade deadline was to Cleveland in 2016, ironically. Uh, I do like Drew Thorpe. I do know Chase Hampton had a great year for them. So maybe they have some internal options. I think they, they just got to figure out how to put together a pitching pipeline. They've got to figure out how to keep guys healthy. And they've got to figure out who they're going to put in the outfield next year, but stick with some of the young guys, right? Like they brought up Austin Wells, Jason Dominguez is going to be a good player. Obviously he's going to miss some time with that injury and the surgery. Anthony Volpe had a better year than most people think. I know he had a a poor start to the season. Um, Maybe they need to stick with their own homegrown guys instead of going to free agency. I know that's not what everybody wants to hear, um, but, you know, Anthony Rizzo spent a lot of money on. He had injury issues as well. You see all the guys they spend money on it tends to be an injury game, and that's what happens to older players. So maybe they just need to stay the course. Like I said, I know that's not the uh, the sexy answer you're probably looking for, but it may be the best one.
1: Well, any any good answer I'll take at this point. It's, I'll take that because at least I feel like you, you thought about it, unlike Hal and, and Cash.
0: This might come off as a surprising question because of the teams that are involved here, basically just my Orioles, but I'll ask you this. So much can change here with the baseball playoff and everything else. I'll do this instead of what's more surprising to you, one of these two results, if they happen, the Baltimore Orioles actually win the World Series or the Atlanta Braves or the Los Angeles Dodgers are not in the World Series.
2: That's a that's a that is a good question. It's a very surprising question. I'm going to say the Orioles still because I really like the Phillies. I know it's hard to make the World Series back to back years, but then you know in, in the postseason right right now, I look at all these teams and I don't see anybody who really has a fully healthy pitching staff. Like the Orioles pitching, I'm a little bit skeptical. Of. I know their their pitching is very underrated for the most part. Um, they're better than most people think, but everybody except for them. Has pitching health questions except for the Phillies. It's the Phillies and the Orioles. So I can see a scenario where the Phillies get back in, where they beat the Braves or the Dodgers, however that ends up playing out, because the Braves have pitching health questions and they'd have depth questions. Their lineup is so, so good, but the Phillies do have a good lineup as well. We saw last year in the postseason, their pitching is healthy. The Dodgers don't have healthy pitching either, and their lineup's a little inconsistent too. So um, the NL. I think the Phillies could wind up doing what they did a year ago. I know it's really hard to do, but the Phillies are a sneaky good contender. They would have been good in a lot of other divisions where the Braves just didn't completely dominate everybody with their hitting.
1: Justin Latta, you are the man. And, of course, uh, you and I will be uh, going toe-to-toe very soon as my, uh, my Mesa Solar Sox... Gonna take on your Javelinas. That's where the uh, the God, Guardians are coming up it. through We're the Arizona Fall League. I hate that I have to share a team with the Orioles when I've got this this hater in the other room, oh, but God. I know you and I will, will have a little trash talk probably going back and forth, uh, but I, I like the way my solar socks look. Starting to get the bats working.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's touching Peoria's offense. That, oh, my God. Their offensive firepower. Come on. You've got Harry Ford. You've got my guys Chase Delauter, Kyle Manzardo. Stop Carson it. Williams is the top prospect. Ooh that lineup is going to be hard to deal with so i don't i don't think uh I don't think Mace is going to be able to to handle that lineup. You two are the worst. Well, you I mean, both terrible.
1: I, I will say the the Yankees kind of under delivered as far like nobody from our top thirty prospects. The Orioles guys, though, I mean, we've got the 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 Solar Sox. They got some pop out of these young Orioles.
0: I hate both of you. I do at jl underscore baseball. If anyone follows you or compliments either one of you, I'm going to block them. So don't even, at the Jeff Levac on X at jl underscore baseball for this nonsense. I would. Goodbye, Justin. We'll, we'll talk again soon, my friend. I'll continue to call him. Go Sox! He'll be my friend, but he's testing the limits, and so are you in there. Goodbye.
2: November 2nd is the is the A- AFL uh, World Series. Can me have you back on for that?
0: Yeah. yeah con- please,
1: please. If I would love to get your breakdown on that. No, Absolutely. the connection's
0: breaking up. All right, goodbye, Justin. See you. There he goes. <laughs> Justin Latta.
1: There goes our buddy, Justin Latta. I mean, that's 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 good stuff. I can't wait to talk to him, uh, you know, leading up to the, the championship game on November 2nd. It's uh, Arizona Fall. League. It just goes so fast. Like, I can't believe we're already a couple games in.
0: I wish it went faster. That's what I would hope. Uh, you know, we didn't do this. I, I apologize to Justin. He's recently a married man. Congratulations yeah, to Mr. and Mrs. Latta. I didn't yeah. realize that. I
1: saw that on, on his Twitter. It's a decent looking couple right there. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Good for them. Yeah, now if you're like. He must have wrangled her in with the, with the little Ghazi advice, I think.
0: I, hope, I wish he did. He's out in Ohio. I wish he'd taken my advice, but maybe you're going to be like Justin next fall. Lillian, David, find you. This is the place to, for you to stop in, say hello. Shops of Wilton, buy the engagement ring. I didn't get his story of how the whole engagement ring went down. I know she said yes. Maybe he didn't screw up the proposal like somebody, me, but I'm still married. Life is still good. Alyssa, David, Tammy, G. they can help you. There's no, find- way,
1: there's no way Justin screwed up. The, the only thing he didn't do right was go to Lillian, David. That's right. Think about this, too. Like, he got married during baseball season. That'd be like you getting married during football season. He had a spring wedding or a summer yeah. wedding. Yeah. But I, I outlaw fall weddings. There's only winter
0: left. So if I did it in that day,
1: <laughs> I, you know what? I'm with you. I, if it wasn't for the greatness of, of like every once in a while when you talk about how much you enjoy shopping for rings uh, and, and there's always like great uh, deals with wedding bands and everything at Lillian David, I'm like, if I ever did it again, Lillian David, if I ever did it again, Lillian David, that's it. That's the only, like, I actually would rather just shop for the ring for somebody else.
0: The shops of Wilton, family owned and operated business, people that have been doing it for a long time and have heard all the different stories, whether it's engagements, celebrating the anniversaries. Maybe just want to impress the girl you're dating. They can help you find what she's looking for. It's Lily. Sup, and da- boo.
1: That's what you say. Say what's up. boo. And then open up the And then open the box and show her the ring. And, and that'll fix the fact that you just said sup, boo.
0: Lily and David find Jewelers, The shops of Wilton. When you stop in, tell them you heard about my story, Gaza's story from Fox Sports 959 to 980. Levac, it's a rarity. A rarity that we have back to back interviews and two interviews on a show, but we're not going to send it over. We got to talk some NFL. We haven't talked to this guy since the uh-huh. summer. Matt Verderam, Sports Illustrated. We're going to talk some New York teams. We're going to talk the whole landscape. We're into the second month of the NFL season. Our guy, Matt Verderam from Sports Illustrated, coming to Jonas next. Is
1: there like a July summer league for the NFL that we could get into with Matt Verderam right here on Fox Sports Radio 959 and 980? Matt Verderam's next. It's Van Guys for USX Pest Control. Again, I I don't know how often I can tell you about the the free inspection, but more importantly, I'm a big fan of the non-chemical exclusion package because when it gets cold outside, all the things that live outside want to live inside your house. And if there's cracks and places that they can wiggle in, guess what happens? You got new tenants. People want to act like they know everything
0: about their home. Some people really do take care of their home. I'm not taking a shot at anybody's stretch, but... With weather like this in the capital region, with weather like this in upstate New York, you don't know what's happening in your home. You might have lived in your home for 10 years, 15 years, and because of how crazy things are getting, just bring in the experts. Call USX pest control and say, mm-hmm. hey, can you just inspect my home real quick? Preach. Can we, can we just go through some? I just want to make sure everything's good. Amen. And- and look, if there's something that needs to be changed, that's nothing to be ashamed of. They're going to walk you through how your home continues to be safe as you head into the winter. And whatever fall wants to start, whenever that's going to start getting going, you'll be prepared for that. LeVac and I know from experience, our home is safer because mm-hmm. of USX pest control. And it's something we don't have to worry about during the day because we worked with them.
1: I like that point you just made there, guys. Don't be ashamed because there's a way to fix it. Okay, Now that you know there's a way to fix it, if you don't fix it, then shame on you. But, but USXPest.com, schedule that free inspection today.
3: It's
0: LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio.
1: It's kind of true. When the when the Raiders do something stupid, I hear Matt Vertoram's voice in my head. So <laughs> I actually hear Verderam making fun of me. So it's like I feel like Sports Illustrated themselves is picking on me and rightfully so. But it is, uh, it's, it's nice to hear your voice in real life now and not just a, a psychosomatic thing I made up.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie for you. I'm a little bit concerned for you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to be here and give you my actual voice. <laughs> we
0: we haven't spoken since the Aaron Rodgers injury. I think Jet fan, we're going to lead off with you today, talk with Matt, about the Jets season. We see Rodgers go down, season ending. Zach Wilson looks terrible. Then he plays well against Kansas City, a team that you follow closely. How should Jet fan feel heading into week four with the whole franchise Maybe going in a different direction. I'm talking maybe winning instead of losing every single game.
3: Yeah, I think if are the Jets right now and you're the fans, you're feeling a little confused because Wilson was atrocious for two games. And then, really, for most of the three games, because he pretty much played the all Bills game, And then all of a sudden against the Chiefs, played well. Like, it wasn't just coverage breakdowns where guys were wide open. Like, he actually made some back shoulder throws. He made a couple of throws into the end zone that were tight windows. So, I give credit where it's due. He played very well. Now, the question is, is that a one-off? Is that just a game where you, you look back and go, how did that happen? Or is there something there? Do, can the Jets go, okay, you know what, maybe he's not going to be a pro bowler, but we can do some things. We can win some games because they're playing a Denver team this week. De- Denver might give up 100 points at some point this year. I, I think Miami was just scratching the surface for what Denver's defense is truly capable of. And so, you know, if you're the Jets, you know you, you've won there before with Zach Wilson. This was, unfortunately, the place where Brees Hall got hurt a year ago. So, you know you can beat Denver. Um, and I, I think that's what it takes right now for the Jets to feel like, hey, you know what, if we just can win this game, get to 2-3, and three, it's not where you want it to be, certainly going into the year, but it's also a place you go, you know what, there's at least some hope there where if you lose this game, you're 1-4 and four and Philadelphia's on deck and it feels like the end of the season.
1: Matt, there's this weird feeling I have that, like, having Aaron Rodgers around, either like Tom's Wilson or, or he – I don't know if they Freaky Friday and he puts his brain in his head somehow and plays for him. But, like, if that's true, if Aaron Rodgers is the reason that Wilson can play well, is that is that a slight to the coaching staff that they can't get in his head the way his fellow quarterback can?
3: It's an interesting take. I don't know if I feel like it's a slight. I feel like, you know, look, Aaron Rodgers has been there and he's done it. He's won four MVPs. And he's going to be able to, re- to relate to Zach Wilson in a way – That none of those coaches can. Um, Now, I got to be honest. My two cents. I don't think it had anything to do with Rodgers showing up on Sunday. I mean, I, I think Aaron Rodgers had about as much to do with that game as Taylor Swift did. So, (laughs) so everything. Yes, everything. It was the entire game. Um, Look, Wilson played well. He he was able to get the ball out quick and do some things. We don't want to go crazy here. He didn't throw for 400 yards. He threw for six and a half yards in an attempt. But he, for him, played really, really well. And so, if you're the Jets, you know, you look at that game and you say, all right, the offense scored 18 points. I mean, you're not going crazy about 18 points. But with their defense, most weeks, you're at least in the game if the offense plays like that. And in some cases, you're going to flat-out win. And so – I think it, it lends itself to having confidence. Maybe you don't feel like this team's a world-beater. Maybe you feel like, look, this is still going to be an uphill climb for the playoffs in order to a very good conference. But if you really look around the conference, how many teams are just running away and hiding? You know, the Bills and the Chiefs are I think the two teams you'll look at and just go, yeah, unless, unless something cataclysmic happens, they're going to the playoffs. Miami, I think you'd probably throw in there as well. After that, the whole AFC South is 2-2, two Baltimore's three and one, but has a million injuries. The rest of that division has done nothing to write home about. So if you're the Jets, you're not exactly buried yet either.
0: We go from one New York team that had high expectations in this season, is trying to figure out what their path looks like for the rest of the fall, to another team with high expectations and is trying to figure out their fall, and that's the New York Giants, historically bad in some games this season, from Dallas to Seattle to that first half against Arizona. Yes, Barkley and Thomas are injured. But I'll ask the question that most Giants fans, I'll ask you, what the hell happened? What is going on with the Giants?
3: I'll tell you what happened. Uh, they went into this season, having given Daniel Jones $40 million a year, and I'm going to revisit that in a second, but they also did nothing else. I don't want to hear about them signing Paris Campbell. I don't care that they signed Paris Campbell. It doesn't matter. I don't care that Jameson Crowder was brought in. Like, I detailed this all Monday night after the game where I wrote about this whole situation. They gave up 11 sacks to Seattle in that game, 10 of which on Daniel Jones. That's impossible. The record in a game for a quarterback is 11. Archie Manning, when he was finishing his career, the Vikings against the bears in 1984. So what they did was almost historic and it was a failure across the board. The offensive line didn't block anybody. Jones wasn't making the right protection calls. How Davel allowed that to go on without ever just saying, hey guys, look, we're gonna have to max protect. I mean how that happened. It's kinda like that Raiders Chargers game where Mac has six sacks and at some point you're thinking to yourself, watching it, like, my God, are they ever gonna chip this guy? Like are they gonna do it? No. No, they're not. That's what I heard judged. in my head. Oh, my God. I mean, it, it, well, I, I would have been hearing some other things if I was a Raiders fan in my head during that game. But uh, it, it would have been uh, three words. Fire Josh McDaniels. Yeah. But yeah. in any event, look, I, I think for the Giants, it goes back to March 7th, which was the day of the franchise tag deadline. Joe Shane panicked and paid Jones a contract he never should have paid him. And it was so they could tag Barkley... Because nobody in the league now wants to get in a long-term deal with a running back. And so that was their avenue to do it. You tagged Barkley. You paid Jones. And that was one of the rare contracts that everybody in the league simultaneously went, Really? They really paid him that? Like it, that the idea that Jones was great last year, I understand he ran for 700 yards. and That is terrific. He threw for 3,200 yards and 15 touchdowns. And then they went out and did nothing to help the guy on offense. I and mean, they didn't upgrade the line. They didn't upgrade the receiving crew in any meaningful way. They did add Waller, but Waller's been hurt the last couple of years. I, 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 while I think there's some hope for the Jets, the Giants, I don't think there's any hope for this team this year. I mean, they're, they're going to get killed by the Dolphins and the Bills. And, look, here, here's the upside. You can get out of Jones's contract after next season, and if I'm Joe Shane, I'll tell you right now, I'm drafting a quarterback in the first round. Period. Point blank. Some people in the league think there are seven or eight guys who are going to go in the first round this year. So if I'm the Giants, no hesitation. I'm picking one of them.
1: Sports Illustrated, Matt Vertoram with us right now on Fox Sports Radio 95.9, 980. So last year it felt desperate for the Giants and somehow they they turned around and finished strong. You don't see any scenario where that happens this
3: year? No, because their schedule. Their schedule is brutal. They haven't even played the Eagles. They're losing both those games. They haven't played the Dolphins or the Bills yet. those games are coming up, they're going to lose those two games. I mean, right there, that's seven. You got to go to Dallas. I, I don't see any scenario to win that game. So, uh, like, the absolute best case scenario for them is nine and eight. I-, I just don't see that happening. Now, look, it is the NFL, and things happen every week you're not ready for. Okay. They- could they go to Miami and just shock everybody? Sure. They could. Nobody thought that Zach Wilson was going to outplay Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night. Okay. It happens, the sport's weird. That being said, it's really hard to see it. They just don't have the offense. I mean, last year, the Giants won nine games. They beat two teams with a winning record. Now, I know they went to the playoffs and they beat Minnesota. Minnesota is the most fraudulent playoff team in the last decade. So, you give them credit for doing it, but at the same point, it's not like they went out and beat the Niners in a playoff. I mean, they. You know, I think the problem is sometimes when you have a year like that, expectations are artificially raised. And now you look at this thing and go, "Well, what happened?" I don't think anything happened. They they overachieved last year, and they made the sin of doubling down on a team that, frankly, wasn't that good. It's like, look, I'm a Knicks fan, okay? As much as I hate to admit that publicly, like they Preach. they a couple years go into the playoffs and they won like I think it was like forty four, forty five games, and then they went out and they resigned it. Everybody who got in there, Nerland's Noel and all these, all these guys who like outperformed everything they were expected to do. And they stunk the following year. It's, it's just sometimes you have to be able to look critically at a situation and not just go, well, we won nine games and went to the playoffs. Yeah, you did, but it was kind of a bizarre season. And now I think the Giants are paying for just doubling down.
0: The Giants and Jets, future question marks and everything else. But there's some positivity for New York football fans here in the Capital Region. That's the play of the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo goes yep. out. They beat Miami. Besides that Jet loss in Week 1, things look good for the Bills. When we start talking about contenders and the AFC, the Bills are right there. Could the Bills even be active come the trade deadline and add to this roster to improve what their status could be going towards an AFC Crown?
3: They could. They could. I mean, look, you know, the NFL, is a salary cap, you're going to move money around a little bit. Now, I will say this. I don't think they can add any future money, so anybody they add is probably going to have to be like a half-season a, a, half a season rental. But that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. They could do that. Um, my guess is if they're going to do it, they might do it a corner considering what happened with Tredavis White. Um, you know, could you add a receiver? You could, although if you look around the league, there's not a lot. You know, most of these teams are still in it. There's not a lot of guys. Who are you going to go after? You know, DJ Chark? Somebody like that, a Darnell Mooney. I don't know that that moved the needle. Mooney's, I think, my favorite guy to look at. And you know, okay, maybe. I mean, everybody thought about Mike Evans, but they're three one. They win the division. He's not going anywhere. So, um, and I and I think if you're not going to resign him, the cost's probably too high. So, yeah, I think you're, maybe you're looking at a corner. Maybe you're looking at a guy who could step in. You're not going to get a Trudie's White and maybe you can get somebody who's passable, and you can add to a Teron Johnson and and, and Dane Jackson and so on and so forth. Um, the Bills right now are playing fantastic football. They are second in points allowed. They have 123 points over the last three weeks. Josh Allen just won Offensive Player of the Week, as he should have. He was awesome. And it's a huge win because if they lose that game to Miami, they're two games back, and they lost at home, and they have two divisional losses. Now you win that game, and you're tied with Miami. and Obviously, you have the breaker for the moment. Um, and you play again in Week 18, or what could be the game of the year, depending on how this all shakes. So, yeah, if you're the Bills, you feel great. I mean, look, there's no question for Buffalo, like most contenders, this time of the year is about racking up wins and seeing what works and throwing out what doesn't uh, and just trying to get the best seed you can. Uh, the, the, the Bills are sitting pretty. They're where they want to be. And now you know, they, they go to London and they play a Jaguars team that has kind of been up and down the first two weeks. I'm very curious to see how that game plays out over in Europe.
1: Hey, before uh, before we let you let you go, are we screaming towards a uh, what a fifty four rematch? We're going to get uh, the the uh, Chiefs versus the Forty Nine ers again.
3: Yeah, I, I can't I can't go there yet. I mean, we're in we're going into Week Five with, with Bears Commanders, and you know, let's call it what it is. We're all going to have to survive that game together, <laughs> uh, you know, as a unit to get through that. Um, but look, I think right now. And right now is the key term because it's so early. The four best teams in football at this second are the Chiefs, the Bills, the Niners, and the Eagles. I mean, however you want to order them, they're the four. And I know Miami fans will say, well, that's, you know, recency bias. But the problem with Miami, I would have said that a week ago. Miami can't stop anybody. Like, the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, and the Eagles can all score, and they can all play defense. The Dolphins, I just worry about the Dolphins. They're going to get on a playoff game, and they're going to have to go to a Buffalo, or go to a Kansas City where it's 12 degrees out. And guess what? You're giving up 38 to those teams, the way you're playing defense, and you're not scoring 38 on those, on, on those defenses. So I think those four teams, and I like Dallas, and I like Detroit, and I, and I like Miami. And if Cincinnati can get healthy, although that seems to be a huge issue at the moment, um, I like them too. But... Those four are the teams that maybe even aren't totally like playing the best at the moment because the Chiefs and the Eagles have kind of been up and down, even though they're combined seven and one. But those are the teams you look at the rosters and go, they are the teams that when they put it all together, they're the most complete teams in the NFL.
1: Should the brotherly shove, aka tush push, be legal or should they get it out of the game?
3: Ah, oh, what the hell, leave it alone. You know I like what? It. I like it. I mean, it's kind of like baseball where they have to outlaw everything that, that, that comes into play because no one's smart enough to figure out how to beat it. You know, like, it, like in baseball, you turn on a game from a year ago, and it feels like there's all eight defenders, all nine defenders, like, lined up on the left side of the infield to play a right-handed hitter. And you have, like, the, the team that's at-batch is screaming at the umpire, like, we don't know what to do with this. <laughs> like, well, you, you could just hit it to any other part of the field. Like, at any point, they figure, no, can't be bothered. Like, you know what? Stop it! Figure out a way to stop it. I mean, I, I I think at some point, um, maybe you look at it. Maybe there's some kind of a rule like you, like you simply just say, hey, look, um, you, you can't push a guy forward. Which, by the way, used to be a rule in the NFL. Right. Um, maybe you go back to that. But I don't I don't have a big problem with it. The Eagles are doing it at a great club. No one else is doing it. No one else can seem to find success with it. So, kudos to the Eagles.
0: We're gonna get you out on this because your alma mater is Oswego. And Oswego, sure. at certain places, media members get subs named after them. And the last time I believe this happened, a producer in Syracuse finally got Linda Cohn's sub up and going. We now have a producer from Oswego named Zach Boyton, who, like you, is a fellow former Laker. we got to get the Matt Verderam and the Brady Farkas sandwiches going in the Oswego shop. So, LeVac and I are obviously not going to do it. We're going to pass it off to yes. Zach to get it done. So, the process is in motion, Matt Verderam, for you and Brady Farkas. Fellow Oswego Lakers, for the sub for a Sports Illustrated writer to be placed right there at your alma
3: mater. First of all, if that happens, it's the greatest honor of my life. Um, and secondly, if Farkas gets the sub before I do, I'll call the FBI. Okay. I, I will. I will never hear the end of it from Farkas, who I talk to probably weekly. Um, I, I will. I will absolutely seek uh, a, a lawsuit and an injunction if that happens.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Matt Verneram. That's right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. I man.
1: love that. <laughs> Make sure you follow him on Twitter uh, at Matt Verneram, uh, Read him in Sports Illustrated. And
3: uh, get out of my head.
1: The Raiders suck. I can't do anything about it.
3: Yeah. Well, that that that's uh, a running theme now for the last thirty years. That's fair.
1: That's way too fair. I'm gonna go now. I'll go cry.
0: Well, well, Lovac is crying. We're going to talk about Mohawk Honda. The top four four is on the way next. Four biggest stories in the world of sports. We get that every single day thanks to Mohawk Honda. If you're looking for a new ride in 2024, the place for you is Mohawk Honda. Shout out to everybody over there. By the way, they had a cookout the other day. Saw that on Instagram. Make sure you're following them on their social media accounts. We would have liked to stop by. We would have liked to be a part of that cookout. I won't cry over that, but we will be back in Mohawk Honda. Market on October 26th. That's a Thursday. We'll be back in Mohawk Honda seeing all the great things. Fall, I know it doesn't feel like it this week, but it is here. So if you're looking for those new vehicles, those new rides you've been saving up, upgrade today. Don't head into 2024 with a vehicle that you don't trust. Have the bragging right that you have the best vehicle you've ever had in I your don't life. Trust
2: the Raiders.
0: It's people that you can trust during the car buying experience. Shout out to Greg Johnson and Lindsey Harriton, Cam McKenna, Brian McKenna, John Lucas. I know We just talked about his giants. Hopefully he's feeling all right. And everybody over there, we love the crew at Mohawk Honda. If you're looking for a vehicle, no matter where you're listening, whether it's on 95.9, 980, 1031 HD2. Make sure to set those presets in your beautiful Honda, by the way, or on the app and you're out of drive in. Head over to Glenville, Freemans Bridge, Rouge, Mohawk, Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Top four and four on the way next. Levac and Gaz. Fox Sports 95, 9 to 980. Levac, you going to make it?
3: I don't know. I'll try. It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Gaz. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. The top four of four. Brought to you by Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. guys. what's the fourth biggest story? I need to help here, LeVac, figuring out if this is a big deal, a
0: little deal, or no deal at all. Involving a popular New York athlete. Okay. That is Pete Alonso. The New York Post today is reporting that Pete Pete Alonzo, the slugging superstar, a home run derby legend, has hired a new agent. The Boris Corp agency to represent him. That's right. Scott Boris. Dun, dun, dun. Super agent who's had a reputation for, let's say, being disliked by other Major League Baseball franchises. But if you're a player, he gets you paid. There's no doubt he gets you paid. Max Scherzer, Carlos Correa. You could run through the list of people mm-hmm. who have been involved with Scott Boris. Levack, what do you make of this shift here at Pete Alonso becoming a client for Scott Boris? Big deal, little deal, or no deal at all?
1: Um... Like a middle deal, like a like a middle sized deal. Um, it's the timing is what I find relatively intriguing, because Pete Alonso, of course, you know you mentioned all the great things about him. He's been the face, he's been the anchor of this team. Um, everyone loves him. He still has a year of arbitration left for 2024. He doesn't become an unrestricted free agent until 2025 when he turns 30. I will point out to you that there's been people who have told us that, well, and you heard the news, he was on the trade block in one way or another last year, whether people were calling and they were listening or whether they went, so Pete Alonso, who's then? like it, he His name floated last year. Now, different people in charge. David Stearns, the new president of baseball operations and all those things has said, I plan on having him be our, our first baseman start of next season. That's my plan. That's what I want. So then you get the agent who gets the most money. I would think Boris's group or whoever or somebody told him to call Boris's group is looking around going, oh, you think he'll be here next year? That's a good plan. We would like him to be there for nine more years, and we'd like him to start getting paid now. So if you could go ahead, draw that up, tell us what you think it looks like, and then add a, add a comma or two, and we can go from there. The reason you hire Scott Boris... Get paid. Get paid.
0: Get paid. Like, make the list. Filthy money. Five, six, ten, a hundred. Everything's to get paid. That's why you're hiring Scott Boris. Agents have the reputation of not being good people because of how tough they can be and the things they use for leverage. The agency world can be very dirty. Is there somewhere on the list for Pete Alonzo to make people view him differently? Like, when you get an agent, you can put out press releases and talk about how great you are and everything. Is there anything to that of you know, I see other guys getting commercials. Hey, I know I was getting bashed in the New York media that they thought it was my problem. I wasn't a locker room leader, but it was really just like hearsay. But some people were really believing it. Am I really the leader of the Mets? Did some, it feels like even Pete Alonzo might need like a full image rework. Like he needs somebody to get behind him and be like, no, no, no. This is the face of the New York Mets. He's the captain. He's the Aaron Judge, but just in blue and orange. And even saying that out loud, some people would be like, ooh. Alonso's not Aaron Judge. There was a time two years ago it was going to be Alonso versus Judge, and because of the fallout of lack of success with the Mets, people don't feel that same way about him anymore.
1: Yeah, well, and I like I like that aspect of it as well because he is an extremely popular player. People love that guy. I mean, you think about what was it two years ago when they were no three years ago right before they won the hundred games? So three years ago, where they literally did an entire like pricing tickets around him hitting. If he hits this, it takes cost that. If it's a, so like he's obviously a face of baseball, he's the face of of Mets baseball and he doesn't have very many commercials. He doesn't have a lot of endorsements. So that's a good start. Yeah, absolutely. Let that go out there find me that endorsement money. Pay for yourselves and then some. And then in the meantime, you know, obviously arbitration, he was 1 year 14 and a half mil last year. You got to believe he's going to be what 19 to 22 this year in arbitration no matter what. Eh. See if you can get them to pull the trigger early on an actual deal.
0: If you've brought somebody into your life that could give you twenty more million dollars or thirty more, I will say that's a big deal. Bringing in Scott Boris is a big deal. All right, I promise you to flip these stories, but I have a U Albany take on this, and maybe it's outrageous, but we're gonna roll with it here for story number three. We've got college football tonight. Woo! We, woo. We've got two games: Western Kentucky taking on Louisiana Tech, Sam Houston State taking on Liberty. Someone's wondering, guys, how in the world did these two football games make story number three in the top four at four on a random Thursday <laughs> in October? Hear out my theory here for a second, LeVac. I believe this could connect to you, Albany. Okay. So last night, Jacksonville State should not have covered against Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State should have won that game by four touchdowns. But nonetheless, Jacksonville State won. They're now 4-1. and one. This is their first season at the FBS level. They are 4-1. and one. They are ineligible for a bowl this season because of stupid rules. James Madison, remember the CAA? Yep. Remember the Dukes? James Madison's in their second season in the FBS. They are now five and zero, oh, and they had to follow that same rule. They could potentially even win their conference this season. Somewhere out there, I gotta check on the Saint Thomas Tommies, former D three school that's playing at the FCS level. I believe they were doing pretty well, but let's just focus on James Madison and Jacksonville State. Are you
1: the mascot for the
0: Tommies? No, I'm not. That'd be great. Actually, Hobart lost to them twice, so I'm not a Tommy fan at all. Boo. Boo the Tommies. Hear me out here, LeVac. Could you see a future with schools like you, Albany, with how the NIL is being brought up, and how well former FCS schools are doing, that maybe sooner rather than later, could the Great Danes be competing in the FBS if we're seeing this quick a success from other FCS
1: schools? Mm, You're going to get me in trouble. Um... There would have to be a lot more money dumped into the program first. Okay. Like, like for for what it, it, it the leap it has made from you know lower level to now you know playoff possible team and FCS, it's really good. To go to that FBS level, you now need a top notch weight facility, weight room, um, a, a you know even more luxurious locker rooms. To, more better trainers, more more things, higher attendance for the field. No disrespect to Casey State or Bob Ford it,
0: Field. There's rules with some of this stuff, right? Yeah,
1: you probably need to put another like the. You probably need to match the home side bleachers to the visitor side bleachers. Like you, you probably need to double that. So there's a lot of things that would need to happen, uh, but most importantly, yeah, there, I think you need more fans there, and then you just need more, more, more because you once you start right now. Greg Gattuso and UAlbany is doing fantastic at getting good players to come here both as initial recruits and as transfer portal you dive into that bigger pond you you better you better damn sure have a bigger boat
0: yeah there's a way I could have phrased this a little bit maybe even better for Great Danes fans because if I had said can Albany compete at the FCS level that answer is yes because they almost beat Marshall and they almost beat Hawaii so the talent drop-off for you all, but at least in 2023, in comparison to FCF schools, they could
1: beat some schools this season. They almost did it twice, but I, yeah. think, I think they might. I think they might make a little bit. Of, they're going to make some noise. I know that. Will yeah, they make a run in the playoffs. Uh, uh, we'll see. But FBS, Oof. we're seeing examples now of how thin
0: that line is between FBS and FCS. And let's also put this in perspective too. For and Great Dane fans might remember this in like the mid to late 2000s. They were on a far lower level at the FCS. Like, they were in the FCS, but it wasn't the CAA. Like, they played different teams. They weren't. So, even that transition from the previous division and conference to the CAA, scholarships were increased, competition was increased. Hell, if you played for UAlbany in the 1990s and then the 2000s and then in the 2010s, you can make an argument every 10 years you wouldn't have been on the roster because of how the programs climbed. You probably wouldn't have been recruited.
1: I, and even shorter than that, like anybody before the jump, would not be able to be on that. Maybe maybe five guys from before the jump to the CAA would be able to be on this team. If you look at the pure, just the pure size of of the of the gentlemen, the great names that are playing right now, there's a picture. They tweeted out a picture of the offensive line today. Like if you just look at the size, those guys, there's like it would have taken two of the guys in 1990 to be one of these guys this year. They they're just the the size the speed the athleticism that it's it's light years from where it was seven years ago
0: you're saying you Albany wouldn't have needed an undersized lineman from a class b school in central New York um they didn't take you then you know that story right when I took an official visit to you Albany as a recruit yep. and then they didn't call me after
1: oh uh, yeah they definitely ain't calling you now buddy I'm sorry
0: i'm over it 15 no, so. years later i'm over it. i, I just, didn't even I, get a visit I, it makes you feel any
1: better saw the coach in the hallway said, yeah we'll, we'll
0: come visit no you won't you won't know my name after this I'm all right I'll, I'll recover. uh story number two we're good we're fine it's week five the it's NFL. okay
1: it's all right you look where you are now yeah
0: okay. nailing it thank you hobert anyways it, now, it, it. my wife gonna call in again here uh story number two so we're involved
1: ta- we're talking on the side
0: Story number two involves the NFL: Chicago Bears, Bears, Washington Commanders. Get ready, Jeff Bezos. That's what you spent your billion for tonight. <laughs> Eight fifteen kickoff. We can dive deeper into
1: this a little later if you want, back. I definitely. This is my play. My play of the day is going to be in here. I'm, All right. I'm not 100 sure what it is yet. <laughs> give us a little
0: appetizer though. Something that if people are being a little negative like me, I think it's more about that U Albany story that popped in my mind about Bears Commanders. But give us a little positivity
1: of what fans can expect in tonight's kickoff to Week Five. So, the, the thing that gives me pause and just saying the commanders are the better team and they'll win this game, you know, because of their defensive front and everything. This is the first time this season the Bears have had a quiet week. They jumped out to a very, a very nice lead. They should have beat Denver. But you think about the news from that game to now no FBI raids, no thievery, uh, no grand larceny from Soldier Field. The biggest story this week is people asking if Iberflus is is on the the hot seat, and he's saying he they're very supportive of him. So this has been the quietest week for the Bears. They do have a lot of talent. They, if if Justin Fields gets loose, you could have some nice touchdown runs. I think this is going to be a competitive game tonight.
0: Action! We're gonna. I'm really starting like Robinson in the backfield for Washington. Like as a yeah. favorite player, his story. He's just a really good football player hits the hole hard maybe he's not going to dominate fantasy although he's got in the end zone this season i just like him as a player man i like how he plays chicago stinks chicago no no i guess they positive for this part hang on uh chicago's future could be better than now there we go that's a more positive take and yeah we'll die you're you're
1: almost at this point if you're on the bears you're almost putting film together to go play for a different team the stat right the second day in a row i'm like is this stat
0: about losing correct we did this with the twins earlier in the week i've read somewhere the bears have lost 14 straight games
1: you are correct and 12 Regular season yeah which, oh, i mean obviously there's no postseason oh 12 and one against the spread uh, i believe that's correct Good god man yeah their last win um not counting preseason, would have been october 24th when they beat the monday night football they beat the patriots in new england 33 to 14 So in that 2022 season, they got a win over the Patriots and a win over the Niners? Uh, And and the Texans. Oh, my God. What in the world? And in each one of those games, um, Justin Fields threw for like 150 yards, but a lot of me ran for like 80-plus yards. If that stuff's not confusing enough for
0: you, let's talk about story number one today. When you're prepping for a show, I know this is odd, but maybe you start thinking about, hey, on Tuesday, our show on Thursday is going to look like this. On Monday, our Friday is going to look like this. That's usually how we prep. So I was thinking a day in advance, hey, maybe even two days in advance in this case, because it's Thursday, we're going to have a lot of winner-take-all games to talk about. Potentially, this team could be on the ropes when we see some Major League Baseball wild card action on Thursday night. Yeah. All the series are over. Yeah, Nobody's playing tonight. So, Levesque, rather than us previewing what could have been a winner-take-all game, we haven't really even recapped the playoffs. And... The teams
1: that are advancing so far. It's, and it's weird because you would you would think with it being the, you play all three games in one market, there'd be a distinct home field advantage. No. Two road teams, two home teams advance. The, the Texas Rangers sweep the Rays. They're moving on even though they were playing in Tampa. The Twins sweep the Blue Jays. I thought the Blue Jays had a chance of making a run. Uh, nah, go home. And then the, <laughs> the Diamondbacks, as you say, the Snakes, they went ahead, they, they swept the Brewers in Milwaukee, and the Phillies handled the business, got rid of Miami. So it's it's two home, two away, moving on. Saturday, we get to see these games again. Uh, your Orioles are going to get the Rangers. Yeah, Saturday, 1 o'clock at
0: Camden Yarns because that old bag, William Joel's got to play a concert later on. I'll I believe be- everybody calls him Billy. No, no, it's William Joel after his sure nonsense. Billy Joel. I'll show you a real musician. Get me He's out the piano there man.
1: With the xylophone. Yeah, you are the xylophone man.
0: Greater than piano man. So there you yeah. go. Old bags got to play. Here's my take on these four series. Philadelphia was just flat out better than Miami. Even though you get a divisional opponent, weird stuff can happen. We've seen that in the past in baseball. They're just better across the board. Pitching, hitting, that lot Better. Philly was better. That's an easy one. I'm going to skip. I'm going to do Arizona. I want to skip it because even watching those games, you just think, uh, the lineup's got no All-Stars. I know Corbin Carroll's having an all-time rookie season. The stats, let's sit on Corbin Carroll. The stat that Corbin Carroll, a rookie, has more postseason hits in his career than Mike Trout's incredible. I love that stat so much. Ugh. Corbin Carroll has more postseason career Trout. hits than Mike Trout. Arizona advances. The Minnesota Blue Jays series, the Twins versus Blue Jays, that felt a lot about the fans. I know fans are grabbing bats, and I know we let off the show talking about it the start of the 3 o'clock hour about Evan Neal's comments and more, that felt like Minnesota needed that one because of so much despair and so many division championships, and they played well too. Tampa. Oh my God. Like, yeah. I've heard it talked about now locally in Tampa. Third time in a row I'm giving these guys a reference this week, but because of the heartbreak. The Rays, as much as I can't stand them, look back, they won 99 games. Yeah. And they got embarrassed from yeah. the fans to ownership to Kevin Cash to the lineup. I knew once that Franco was out of the lineup, they weren't going to be the same team, that is on the level of that Lightning team that got swept by the Blue Jackets in that 8-1 matchup a few years ago where the Lightning were like going to win the Stanley Cup and they got smoked by an 8-seed. That is one of the most embarrassing moments in Tampa-based sports history. And I'm a Bucs fan, and there have been some bad seasons. Everyone
1: should be embarrassed across the board for the raise of that effort against Texas. And, and you can't even say, like, well, they, we had some injuries to our pitching staff, whatever. You got beat by Texas. Texas thought they were coming to that game with DeGrom, at least. Possibly DeGrom and Scherzer as their 1-2. And instead, their 1-2 is Jordan Montgomery and Nathan Evaldi. SEC football fan gets this a lot. So let me ask you this question. And we might not get an answer till next week. But we'll get a preview of this. So if the Blue Jays get swept. The Blue Jays' whole year, I couldn't believe they made it to the playoffs. Because the Alec Manoa, when they lost him, and he just, you know, his brain broke. He got the yips. That changed their entire structure. They looked completely different after they lost him.
0: Toronto's ticked that fan base because they felt like this was the year with changes in the East. If the Blue Jays got swept and the Rays got swept, and my Orioles don't play well, mm. is there going to be a case nationally that the AL East was overrated and that's bad mm. for the Yankees and Red Sox?
1: I mean, nationally it'll probably happen, but realistically you played your each other less this year than, than historically. And you still put those numbers up. You, it was a tough division all the way through things happen i my story if i'm you know just trying to start problems craig council threw it because he's ready to go be the manager of the mets did. That's, that's what i would <laughs> say. Did say that earlier this week that's would, true you know if i'm craig council i'm like yeah I'm, uh, peace out milwaukee i'm out of here i'm going to see field baby let's go and then philly's just doing philly's things they're they're they're, they're, good. they're good they're very good so no, next round we, no baseball till saturday so you got to take a day, two days off the baseball because everybody had to go and finish their work early. Thanks for nothing, guys. Jerks. Could have more baseball? I don't care. I wasn't watching anyway. Um, I, I will tell you this. This morning, I went with the fruit punch. Went with the C4 Ultimate Energy Fruit Punch, zero mm, sugar. That's tasty. what I did. Yep. I got myself one. I was uh, cruising by Speedway. I was like, oh, need one. Get my. It's become my morning routine, you know?
0: I don't know if I've ever been more aggressive about a certain sponsor and partner that we love on the show quite like c4 i had a bunch of my in-laws over yesterday for dinner and oh. my brother-in-law steve and i just kept saying you ever have a c4 before no i'm not really <laughs> a big energy yet but i'm like feeling tired at work drink this drink this drink this drink <laughs> all right and he took it home said i'm gonna have this i'm gonna get my day started tomorrow morning with a c4 i've been drinking too much coffee i'm like that's right some people are just dumping cream into their coffee yeah. c4 gives you the extra boost that you need it tastes good and it gets you through the day you could have energy up until the evening if you're doing stuff maybe Working some overtime. Maybe you're watching the kids. Maybe you're heading out to the Little League games, to the Pop Warner football games. You need that energy throughout the day. The tank's gonna get you through it all. C four. Put it in your car. Get a step. I had the Arctic snow cone this morning. Yeah, I've had a little kick good. of that the That's last the few days. Mm-hmm. Was,
1: the ultimate energy is my jam. That's so why I go to Speedway. I grab a couple and then I'm on my way. I'm moving my right look. I got so many things to do today. I gotta leave here. I gotta go to a, a, a colony chamber of commerce event. Ooh. Yeah, for the for the Firebirds. So like you think I'm not gonna Pop a C4 on the way. Yatcha mine, kids. Get yourself a C4 today. Uh, Cruise on by Speedway and try that either ultimate or smart energy. Coming up next, hey, Mr. Kelsey, calm down, okay? That's next.
0: It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region Sports Fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980.
1: If I wasn't thinking that this uh, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey – air quote relationship was fake before i kind of am now i kind of like i i already kind of was now i'm i'm almost positive it's it's bs why do you want to trample all over love um well one it's fake uh two this is really fake and and the reason that i will go as far as saying this one's even more fake uh is well is what is it today or was yesterday travis kelsey's birthday i think it's today today is travis kelsey's birthday happy birthday travis 34 okay old fart um and allegedly she's flying to visit whatever but this is what he had to say uh just the other day he was he he kind of pulled like he pulled like the hot chick with the low-cut shirt routine you know the one where the shirt's really low-cut and you your eyes fall you know and you're looking down in the valley, if you will. Eyes up here, boys. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. what are you, oh my God! I have a head. like. Okay, then why are they out? You know, you, like what? I'm not. Listen, just however you want. I'll do my best to maintain eye contact, but if they're looking at me, I might look at them. That's you know what I'm, saying? I'm just. I'm just. I'm just being honest. Right. Mm-hmm. So here's Travis Kelsey. Quote: I think it's fun when they show who all is at the game. I think it brings a little bit more of the atmosphere, brings a little bit more of what you're watching. But at the same time, I think they're overdoing it a little bit for sure, especially in my situation. Travis Kelsey just literally went, guys, back off a little bit. You're paying too much attention to Taylor and I. You're with her to be noticed. He's pulling the hot chick Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, don't look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me, don't look at me. I can't stand him right now.
0: Not sure what else Travis Kelsey should do. Like, I feel like he's already in this too deep. Like, even one date, zero dates, holding hands, random picture on TMZ. They never held
1: hands. No?
0: No. I thought thought Jared Payton had that video.
1: They were just walking next to each other. They just walked next to each other. And then they got into a convertible so you could see them better. You know what I mean? Come on, it's a chilly night in KC. You're not doing that. You're getting into a normal. And you're not driving either. You're getting into an Escalade or something. You're getting into a big old Chevy Tahoe and someone else is driving you. There's no way that leaving the stadium where he just played a football game and she was arguably the biggest attraction, they're pulling out into traffic in a convertible where they're even more noticed. It's not happening.
0: So you don't like what he's doing in this spot. Like, you're not saying they should break up or the whole thing should be over. I don't think there's anything to break up, first of all.
1: But second of all, don't sit here and pretend like, oh, my God, why are you guys paying so much attention to Taylor and I? I think the NFL is overdoing it. No, you don't. This is why you're together. Your jersey sale went up 400%. People who never knew who you were before are aware of your existence. There are women out there wearing Travis Kelsey jersey but it's spelled K-E-L-S-E-Y because they don't really know who you are. They just know you're a Tay-Tay. So don't sit there and be like, I think everybody's overdoing it. No. Your plan worked to perfection, sir. Everyone knows who you are now. You're even more popular than Patrick Mahomes, okay? The face of the NFL. So don't, now, now's not the time to sit there and like, you guys are overdoing it. You know why he's saying that? Two reasons. One, being a jerk. But two, it's fake, and sooner or later he's got to pull the pin on this grenade and walk away. And when there's no song talking about what a jerky is, we're gonna know they weren't really dating.
0: I've had two of my sister in laws try to pull the same TikTok trend on me. You know, Travis Kelsey was a no name before he started dating Taylor uh, Swift, yeah. and then the guy gets all worked up about it. I said the same thing to both of them. Nice try. Yeah, okay, I'm in touch with pop culture. I know what you're trying to do. I'm surprised I'm not you did feed
1: into it just to just for the clicks. I'm surprised knowing you the way I know you and how bad you want to be viral. I'm shocked. You were like, how dare you? Uh, you want me to? Uh, which, which, uh, which sister is it? It Ren- was Lydia and Rennell, my sister in law, who which, tried the prank. Which one's the professional from Vegas? Rennell. Rennell, if you want, I'll pretend, I, I'll pretend to be upset for that one if you want. Whatever you want, Rennell. Whatever you want.
0: Save that cut. You can see her at the Schenectady Wing Walk in a few days. People here in the Capitol. <laughs> she doing an appearance? No, she's just walking around eating chicken wings. She'll be <laughs> oh, thrilled so, to know that. She's so regular. I'm so... I'm
1: happy. Actually, I don't know about her movements.
0: I have no criticism for how NBC, the four-letter network... see. Any of these television networks are handling the Taylor Swift thing. I know for so many people, it's too much. I can't stand it. It's even Kelsey. Oh, no, not
1: again. That's where I get annoyed. That's where I get annoyed. It's all, I'm with you. If people are going to look, you're going to show it. But if you're, when you start think we're going a little too far. No, you're not. No, no, you, you planned it. It worked. You can't complain about it now.
0: There are certain things that will make these moments more memorable a year from now, five years from now, and 10 years from now. You are going to, you listening right now as a sports fan, are going to remember the 2023 early part of the season and call these the Taylor Swift games. Oh, like, oh, 2023, that's when Kelsey was dating Taylor Swift. Remember that crazy Jet game on Sunday night that Mahomes slid at the two and didn't cover? That's how I'm going to remember it. But like, other people will remember this. The Bears game where he scored. Like, this will make this stuff memorable. One of my favorite college game days of all time is the Katy Perry one. Katy Perry's a pop star, oh, yeah. Ole miss. She there's a video I of her Katie diving Perry. into the bar like there's a big Katy Perry fan. Yeah, like there are certain moments that stand out because of the emotion involved, the celebrity involved. So, I have no problem with the Taylor Swift stuff and the Taylor and the Kelsey and the cuts to the box and everything cuz it's going to make it memorable. I guess just like me, people are trying to go viral and get the clicks and the retweets. This is a business after all. It's a media business, you're right. People are tuning in. Like I'm actually curious right now like is she coming to more games? Is she done? Are they breaking up? Like, I'm into this a little bit. I'm caring about Kelsey and Swift and maybe I'm just a sucker like everybody else in America that is fascinated by what this relationship is.
1: Katy Perry on Saturday Night Live in the Elmo shirt made me regress at, like evolutionary speaking. I turned into a caveman <laughs> while she was on the screen in that thing. I was like, oh, 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 oh. I was, it was I like threw something out the window. I just I couldn't even i oh, I literally, my forehead grew, turned into a full caveman.
0: Like when pop culture
1: happens in the NBA, Spike Lee. Yeah, Miller, you know Drake the, the Raptors. That's so. Hold on, the Drake thing, right? Taylor Swift, the anti Drake. There's no curse there, baby. No, the Swift she, two and oh with the with the with the Swift kiss. Yeah, how about the mayor of Minnesota? We would love if she came to the to the area. Blah 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 blah. It just it was a great plan. It worked. Don't, Travis, you how dare you pretend that you're like. Guys, how about a little privacy for Taylor and I? Can you back off a little? It's gone too far. No, it hasn't. No, you went exactly where you wanted it to go. And now now the two of you are sitting around going, God, do we have to actually date? Do we have to do this now? Somewhere Meghan Markle and, what, the former prince
0: are looking around like, Uh. please, no more. We're sick and tired of yeah. all this publicity while we say this during an interview on a network station after we just filmed our reality show. We're sick and tired of you guys talking about us, but please buy our book as well.
1: You brought you brought this up um with the Pete Alonso thing. Like, do you go get Scott Boris as your agent so that you can get more commercials and all those things? How many like B level NFL stars right now are their agents looking around going, what is Doja Cat doing? Like what like what like, like how many right now are like, is there a single Kardashian? Do we know if one's single? No, we're not sure. Okay. Two like, words, demi Lovato. Have you have you considered a little Selena Gomez? <laughs> how about that? Hello, Miss Miss Gomez. I hope your career's in need. What? I'm sorry. I hope you're well. <laughs> how do you feel about dating this guy? And it's just like, you know, what's it, Knox? Knox is in there going, hi. <laughs> Look, I we, have socks.
0: We don't even need you guys in person. Photoshop's unbelievable. CGI, <laughs> we, we'll figure it out. Like, just sign over here. Oh, by the way, do you need a podcast? Because we launch that. That's yeah. that's helping us actually a little bit. <laughs> just get a podcast. Do you have a brother as well? Because we're we're starting to follow the mold here.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things that work better if you already have a podcast. If you have like a like a small uh imprint on media, and that we can just blow up, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I really hope that's a thing. Like, Madonna's looking around. I'm single. Yeah, okay. We saw your book uh, like like 30 years ago. (laughs) No thanks. No. No thank you. Oh, man. I'm just trying to think who out there has her kind of power right now. It's not a big list. No. really not. I mean,
0: she's the most popular pop star in the country. I don't know if the world. I I
1: would say the world. I don't know the. Everything happens here is the most important. And I'm not just saying. No, I'm not. I'm not just. Like, it's. It's. Funny, but it's also true. Like nobody bills more than like maybe what the the, those K-pop, right? Yeah, but K-pop. But even that didn't bill as much until they started coming over here, and screwing up everything over here with their their little their little suits and their their good looks. All of them, every little one of them, androgynous, looking great. Uh, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Uh, (laughs) I need a moment. (laughs) K popping off over here. Uh, we got to do our play of the day still, but I want to talk about USX Pest Control. My dream is that one
0: day, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will move to the Capital Region, and they'll take our advice as they're living together, building a family, and then Taylor Swift starts yelling at Travis Kelsey that she saw some type of rat or pest that she doesn't (laughs) know about, and they call USX Pest Control, and Tim comes over and talks to the wonderful Kelsey family and says, here's what you need to get fixed, and then Frank comes over and Helps everyone. That's I heard my Frank goal. had
1: to come over to your house after the Arizona Fall League update. Had to, like, walk around and just pretend to put out traps and everything so so everybody would calm down. No,
0: I'm is fine. Again. USX Pest Control can help you, whether it's your attic, your garage, outside of your home, and more. They'll find the things that might be bothering you, or just get that reinspection done and confirm you're the best. And I love you. That's what Aww. USX Pest Control can do for your family.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> I love the non-chemical exclusion package, but it seems like you have a better relationship with Frank and Tim than I do at this point. Uh, but make sure you uh, go online today, usxpest.com, schedule that free inspection, and start to the journey with USX Pest Control. Play of the Day coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Hey, it's the back for Mohawk Chevrolet, where, uh, of course, uh, you find new rows Mohawk Chevrolet in Boston Spa, where they always go out of their way to please you. Had a great moment today. A buddy of mine, Frank, hadn't seen him in a while. Uh, he stopped by to say hi, and he's like, what the heck are you driving? Where? I'm like, well, that's ScarJo. That's my Black Widow Silverado. He's like, I need, I, need a, I need a Silverado. I'm like, well, good news for you. It's truck month, which means Travis Horn, the GM, Andy Goucher, the owner, everybody over there is such great deals and special financing. I, I, don't, I was like, Frank, I don't have time to list them all to you right now. You just have to trust me. Go there and upgrade yourself to a 2023 Silverado because during truck month, it's the perfect time to do so. And listen, maybe while you're there, you look around, you're like, oh, I think I'm more of a Tahoe guy or I'm more of a Volt or whatever. Well, they got so many great vehicles on the lot at Mohawk Chevrolet, you're going to find exactly what you're looking for. But again, I recommend during truck month, you find new roads to Mohawk Chevrolet and get yourself a Silverado because they go out of their way to please you.
0: It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan. Fox Sports 95.9 and 980.
1: Just like they drew it up for Thursday Night Football. The improved commanders with Eric Bieniemy calling the offense versus the whatever the heck the Bears have turned into with Justin Fields running wild. 0-4 versus 2-2. 0-2 away. One and one at home. Commanders host the Bears. Uh, man, six point uh, favorites there for the Commanders. Uh, Forty-four and a half points for the total. That's if you uh, you like doing the wagering. And again, this is uh, the point where we do the play of the day, which is brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet, and uh, right there in Balsa Spa, find New Rose and Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. I don't. I don't like anything about this game tonight, LeVain. Really? I know Washington's played really well,
0: and Washington fans probably are. Now, there's a lot of fans that are excited for the future. Now, with a new owner in Washington and how well the team has played, you have a really good future, it seems. Anything not named or associated with Daniel Snyder feels a lot better. So, Washington should be the winner tonight. Washington should be the best team on the field. I would take Washington, but because of the money line and a weird part, six, you said was the number, right? Yep. Uh, uh, I feel like that should be bigger, so I'd probably stay away from that. And the Bears are eventually going to win. It was what you like to say on this show, stolen from another show. They play two Dave. They get paid two Dave. I nailed it. <laughs> so I would go with Washington, but it'd be a stay away game for me.
1: Well, it's so the I like I I really want to bet the over, but I feel like 44 and a half is a little low. So they probably are asking me to bet the over, which means this is gonna be a defensive struggle. Don't touch it, Levac. Riverboat run is no longer after you didn't go for two against Philly. Come on.
0: You're Riverboat Run! Go for the win!
1: But also, like, when you look at the Bears and what they've been through this season, like, Iberflus is now calling the defensive plays because your defensive coordinator had to step down for his health, which we were told his computers got raided, which sounds like you're worried about your health once you, you know, go away to summer camp, wink, wink. Um, You had somebody steal over $100,000 worth of equipment from Soldier Field. You've got, you know, Justin Fields talking about the coaching, all this stuff going on. And this week, the only real story out there, besides people asking Eberflus if he's on the hot seat, is that apparently uh, Chase Claypool just has zero interest in playing for the Bears, the wide receiver that they traded to get away from the Steelers. Um, I don't remember who I heard say it earlier today, but it's a great point. Like if, if, the, if the Steelers call and offer to trade you a wide receiver, say no, because they seem <laughs> to know exactly when to get out of those wide receivers. Brown. Claypool, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Juju, Juju. Yeah, I mean, like, um, Martavius Bryant to the Raiders. Yeah, like you look at the stack of wide receivers. Like the second you, the second you start to wilt in any way, the Steelers are like, and you go, like, it's it, so if they offer you a wide receiver, say no. And I know
0: Bell was obviously a running back, but like even well, like even like Heinz Ward, like anybody, anybody. was a great point by the Steelers and you. Yeah,
1: I I stole it. I, it might have been Albert Breer who said it this morning. I, might have, I don't remember. But uh, it, I just I feel like the Bears are going to put on a show like the best they can. I think you're going to see a very similar performance to what they were able to do before, even though that front, that defensive front of the Commanders is really, really stout, really good. But I, I just think Justin Fields is going to run enough. I think he's going to do enough. I think him and Cole Komet have kind of, you know, put together a little, a little, a little, relationship a little chemistry on the field so i i'm if i was going to take a play here i would take i would plus six bears
0: oh see i was reacting like a peacock in here like a bird i'm like levesque's about to be bold enough and take the bears for the win tonight levesque thinks the
1: losing streak's gonna end just to cover washington wins just to cover covers i'm i'm picking the zero and four bears and you want more that's not gutsy enough for you. I was on Quinn and Cantara this morning on Picks One Hundred Six, talking about our picks on the C Four Smart Energy Challenge. Which, by the way, trophy wasn't stolen. Big Al took it back towards my walls to get it engraved because Cantara won the horse uh, the horse race challenge. Likely excuse, but you know, I was on there. I, we we talked through everything. You weren't there. They're all mad at you over there. They were like, "Hey, can you have him tweet out the actual numbers? We know LeVaughn in, in the the lead cuz he's amazing." It's exactly what they said. Uh, but we don't know the actual numbers. So, you have to tweet that out. So, again, I'm taking the bears and the over. And you're calling me and you're looking for more? And How I dare you. And
0: I said pass.
1: Well, again, yeah,
0: we, <laughs> it's like Washington money line instead.
1: Washington money line. Oh. Real, what a real guy. bold. Well, and also, I'm shocked you're not jumping in here with some kind of fantasy nuggies. Because it's the bye weeks. The bye weeks are upon us. Do you, do you like Cole Komet? Is there anybody in this game on a fantasy level you you would suggest playing? No. Wow. You just, you're just bringing a big ball on nothing.
0: Well, after my top four at four rant, my play tonight is Sam Houston State. The Bearcats with a K. <laughs> Middle Tennessee State. How could you last night? You fumble the ball. That was a heartbreaker because I'm, I'm convinced in my mind as a three and a half point favorite that they should have won by four touchdowns. And they got beat by double digits. Yeah. I blame them. So I'm I'm going back to the well tonight. I know Jacksonville State is an FCS school. I should have rolled with this. I'm not making the same mistake twice. 21 points. The Bearcats with a K. Never a good sign when you're wagering on a team that can't spell their own name right. But I'm taking Sam Houston State to cover against Liberty on Thursday Night Football. This is not what I planned, like I said, about 45 minutes ago. This was supposed to be baseball tonight versus some great pitchers on the mound, some exciting in or out, and moving on to the AL or NLDS, everybody got swept. I had this great point about the wild card being so much better than the one-game play. Everybody got swept. So that's where I sit here on the play of the day, that I'm stuck taking Sam Houston State, covering against Liberty, and I think nobody's going to do anything tonight in Thursday night football, not a single soul, except I do like Robinson. (laughs) I wouldn't bet on him at all. I just like him as a
1: player and maybe a person. I mean, you're talking about somebody who actually who was literally shot and then played that season, yeah. And, and you think there'll be no Aaron Rodgers this year? <laughs> Out of your mind! All right, a I'm, uh, I'm I'm going to take the Bears plus six. I'm going to take the over forty four and a half. Uh, Wimp boy over there is going to uh, plus twenty point five. That's his big his big swing tonight. And pass. Way to go! Way to go, pal! Thanks a lot for that. Uh, I will. I'll sleep well knowing that you've been so adventurous. You parlay that. You parlay pass and and yeah, it's just a bet. It's called a bet at that point. I feel like I'm back in with Quinn and Cantara. Hey, Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa. Doctor Fred Dreer is the man. Lorianne in the office. Everyone amazing. They've become family because I just I really really like them. I know they care about me and everybody who goes in there. Uh, we get we get all these like stories where it's like, hey, I heard uh, LeVac talk about it. I guess I'll give it a shot. My favorite is every so often a woman will call and say, I need to get my husband in here because I, he makes me listen to LeVac and Gaz when we're in the car in the afternoon. And I've heard LeVac say his snoring is under control and his sleep apnea is under control because of you. You need to get him in here now and fix him too. And, like, you know, they laugh and they get him in and they take good care of him. And next thing you know, everybody's happy saving saving the world. One snore at a time.
0: When we're out live, it's one of the biggest compliments. The biggest <laughs> questions people ask: Does it really work? Does yeah. the mouthpiece work? And I like, hey, I had a great take about Sam Houston State. You don't want to ask me about that? You no. did to hear about my pass on Thursday night against Bears Commanders? It, no. no, they want to talk about the Integrated yep. Sleep Center, but it's a compliment to their great work they've done over <laughs> the years and continue to
1: do. My favorite is like the mask, though. I'm like, I don't, I don't have the mask. I have a mouthpiece. Well, you didn't have to get surgery. No, no, it's just a mouthpiece, custom fit to my mouth, and now it keeps my airway open. Snoring's under control. Sleep is under control. I feel better. I can answer your questions. And the number one question is the number. It's 518-885-6185. Give them a call. Dr. Fred Gere in the Integrated Sleep Center in Boston. Spile. Me sleep better. Help you sleep better, too. Uh, Friday edition. So, Fantasy versus Reality tomorrow? That's right. Fantasy versus Reality. A football
0: Friday, dare we call it. We got some picks. I'll have a lot more wagers. I'll be ready. Previewing some great games
1: as well. Our first Friday in October. Can't wait for fantasy versus reality. So, guys, who's your quarterback? Pass. All right, who's your runner? Pass. Uh, pass again. Uh, all right. <laughs> o, O, and O. Everybody, Cavino uh, yeah, and Rich coming up next. Uh, it's Fox Sports Radio 95.9, 980. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face.